0: Hello, welcome to Otakada Podcast. My name is uh, Monday Ogojo Ogwe, a school where I continue our series on the School of the Holy Spirit, uh, 32 of 52 and uh, part 20, this anatomy and secrets of the secret place, the secret of violence, which is the main um, title today vision, and prophetic experience in the courtroom of heaven concerning the final harvest in the age of grace, judgment, the midnight hour, and the need for your readiness. Our Takada content count, count, takada.org content count is 2,220,080. And today's date is Sunday, May 17, 2020. Now, before we go ahead, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for this awesome privilege of sharing your word. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, for calling us into the beloved. Thank you for you says, eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, nor as it entered into the heart of men, what you have in store for them who love you. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, for you first loved us and we are trying to follow in your example, grant us grace. And so this morning, I hide myself behind the cross. I ask that I will not be heard by you. Your voice will be hear, heard through mine. Envelop me, spirit of the living God. Speak as an oracle of God. Speak through me as an oracle. Let it be a ready writer in the hearts and the minds of your people in the name of Jesus Christ. Cause them to be blessed, cause me to be refreshed. And the Lord God Almighty, I ask, O God, that these words will ride upon the wings of the Spirit to the east, to the west, to the north, and to the south to bring in harvest, to prepare the ones that need to be prepared. Cause it to go into territories that no one can get into, in the name of Jesus Christ, that is difficult to get into. Lord, cause them to hear the word, thus saith the Lord, in the name of Jesus. And cause their spirit to be stirred. Draw them to yourselves, many that do not know you. And the ones that know you, stir them to action, stir them to, to revival, stir them to that which you have called them to be and to do. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Lord, as I go through this now, go through my word. Let this word go out, let it not return back void, but let it come back with a testimony for the purpose that the purpose for which it's been sent has been accomplished the glory and honor of your name. So again, I welcome you again to the podcast. Today is The Secret of Violence, plus vision and prophetic experience in the courtroom of heaven concerning the final harvest in the age of grace, judgment, the midnight hour, and the need for your readiness. And this is a quote on The Secret Place, Judgment, and Readiness from Me. The Secret Place is a place. In the realm of the Spirit, where we are in continual communion with the Holy Spirit of the Living God, where we shut out the noise. I repeat, we shut out the noise. So, I repeat, the secret place is a place in the realm of the Spirit where we are in continual communion with the Holy Spirit of the Living God, where we shut out the noise and tune in to His frequency. It is a continuous uh, it's a is conscious, a consciousness of continuous connectedness to our Heavenly Father. Anywhere, any place, anytime. It transcends time and space. It knows no boundaries, for in Him we live, we move, and we have our being. Our human spirit is neatly joined with the spirit of our Heavenly Father, for there is no longer any wall of petition between us and Him. The only separating line is our level of belief in His awesome reality. In this awesome reality. And how we tap into this consciousness through the instrumentality of our faith. You can read these ac- accounts in Acts chapter seventeen, verse twenty eight, Ephesians two eighteen, John fourteen twenty three. And this is a uh, quote by me, my Monday Ogwe jo Ogbe. And I, I will repeat that again. The secret place is a place in the realm of the spirit where we are in continual communion with the Holy Spirit of the living God. Where we shut out the noise and tune into His frequency, this is a con- con- consciousness of continuous connectedness to our Heavenly Father, anywhere, any place, and any time. It transcends time and space. It knows no boundaries. For in Him we live, we move, and we have our being. Our human spirit is neatly joined with the spirit of our Heavenly Father, for there is no longer any wall of petition between us and Him. The only separating line is our level of belief in this awesome reality and how we tap into this consciousness through the instrumentality of our faith. And we can catch that up in Acts chapter 17, verse 28, Ephesians two eighteen, John 14, 23. That's mondayogwejoogbe at otakada.org. Now this is a quote on... The Secret Place, Judgment, Readiness, by Joseph M. Sheeran, tagged Apocalypse. Out of the smoke, locusts came down on the earth and were given power like that of scorpions of the earth. They were told not to harm the grass of the earth or any plant or tree, but only those people who did not have the seal of God in their foreheads, and the agony they suffered was like that of the sting of a scorpion when it strikes during those days. People will seek death, but will not find it. They will long to die, but death will elude them. Okay, so the NS Agyemang Ayeboa says, The odious nature of practical Christianity makes so many people choose theoretical Christianity. Both are however good, but the former is wither, noble and solemn than the latter. Many are called, but few are dedicated. Gillian Dance says the ultimate religion. Yes, it is my sole aim to bring worship people, to make your minds, hearts, and spirit pure and acceptable to Christ for judgment day. And as Agimang Yeboah reads again, knowing Jesus Christ is one thing. Jesus Christ, knowing you, is also another thing. Be identified by Jesus Christ as his own. Then you will know you know him. And he also knows you. When you know him and he knows you, you know. Now, uh, we take uh, another quote from Malan Ricoley. He says, you know someone asked me today, did I believe in God? I told them yes, because there has to be something that started this whole universe balance. balanced in the cosmos. The guy, not mentioning names, said, I was wasting my time with the belief of a higher entity. Well, this is my logic in the equation. If you're correct in believing there is not God, by passing on love, harmony and trying to do right by humanity, I'm growing as a human to be a better person. When I die and if there is no God then I have harmed no one. Or if I'm right and God exists, and you do not worship or believe in God, you are a better candidate to go into hell than I am. So I'm not taking any chances. That is Marlene Ricoli. Many pastors, this is a quote by Jonathan Hayashi, ordinary radicals, return to Christ centered discipleship. Many pastors criticize me for taking the gospel so seriously, but do they really think that on judgment day Christ will chastise me and say, Jonathan, you took me way too seriously. And the key verses we're going to hang on to in, uh, and uh, where well, we're going to build our foundation today on the discourse um, is on Matthew chapter 6, R, oh, sorry, there are several, uh, 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 Matthew chapter 6 verse 6, Amplified Bible, Classic Edition. But when you pray, go into your most private room and closing the door, pray to your Father who is in secret. Your Father who sees in secret will reward you in the open. Matthew 7, 24, 27, Amplified Bible, Classic Edition. So everyone who hears his words of mine and acts upon them, obeying them, will be like a sensible, prudent, practical wise man who built his house upon the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a stupid, foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat against that house. And it fell, and great and complete was the fall of it. Revelation 3:18 Amplified Bible. I counsel you to buy from me gold that has been heated red hot. And refined by fire, so that you may become truly rich. And white clothes, representing righteousness, to clothe yourself, so that the shame of your nakedness will not be seen. And healing salve, to put on your eyes, so that you may see. Luke 21:34-35, Amplified Bible Classic Edition. But take heed to yourselves, and be on your guard, lest your hearts be overburdened and depressed, weighed down. With the giddiness and headache and reserve of self indulgence, drunkenness, and worldly worries and cares pertaining to the business of this life, unless that day come upon you suddenly like a trap or a nose. For it will come upon all who live upon the face of the entire earth. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12, Amplified Bible Classic Edition. from the days of John the Baptist unto the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violence, assault, and violent men seize it by force as a precious price, a share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. Second Chronicles sixteen nine, complete Jewish Bible. For the eyes of Adonai move here and there throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong on behalf of those who are wholehearted toward Him. You acted foolishly in this regard, for from now on you have war. Hebrews twelve. Verses 1 to 2, complete Jewish Bible. So then, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us too put aside every impediment, that is, the sin which easily hampers our forward uh, hampers our forward movement and keep running with endurance in the context set before us, looking away to the initiator and the completer of that trust in Yeshua, who, in exchange for obtaining the joy set before him, endured execution on his stick as a criminal, scorning the shame, and I sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Dear friends, I welcome you to the series on the School of the Holy Spirit. Today we bring you the School of the Holy Spirit, 32 of 52, part 20, Anatomy and Secret of the Secret Play, the Secret of Violence, plus vision, prophetic, experience, and the courtroom of heaven concerning the final harvest and the age of grace, judgment, midnight hour, and a need for your readiness. Atacara.org will bring you over 2 million contents for all-round success for your spirit, soul, and your body, all in one place. Check this out in First Thessalonians 5, verse 23, 2 Timothy 1, 7, and Hebrews 4, 12. Read First Thessalonians 5, verse 23, amplified 5 Bible. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through. That is, separate you from profane and vulgar things. Make you pure and whole and undamaged, consecrated to him. Set apart for his purpose. And may your spirit and soul and body be kept complete and be found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Together with you, we are building massive spiritual temples in people's hearts with the Spirit of God to dwell in and operate through His in these times and seasons. So stay with us and be with us. Check this out in 1 Corinthians 3, 1-17. Leviticus twenty-six, twelve. 12. Jeremiah 32, 38, Ezekiel seven twenty-seven, Second 27, Corinthians 6, 16, and 1 John 4, 14. If you miss the last two series of Sunday and Wednesday as follows, we have the titles. The School of the Holy Spirit, 30 of 52, Part 18, Anatomy and Secret of the Secret, the secret of no plan B in engaging with God. 7 plus 7 symptoms of prideful heart and 12 consequences to pride, especially whilst in the storm of life. And then weekly motivational and inspirational story for the marketplace. There is 31 of 52, School of the Holy Spirit, part 19. Activating God-given dreams, visions, and assignments in the valley of dry and dead bombs. Plus, I hear the sound of course and lightning for a limited time. Are you actively preparing and laboring for this great harvest of soul of the end times like Noah and the ark before the flood? Take five actionable steps in preparation mode. Now let's explore the secret of violence in the secret place we call it. the term spiritual violence captures the intensity with which the last days generation will pursue god they will seek god with their entire being denying themselves and throwing off all entangling sins in order to run the race with passion purity and perseverance the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force matthew 11 12. this is a the hour to seek God with violent abandonment. The signs of the times are clear. Christ's return is eminent. We sense an urgency in the spirit. It's time to awake him from our slumber and chase down the kingdom of God like never before. Genuine faith seeks God earnestly. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is. That is the reward of those who diligently seek him. Hebrews chapter eleven verse six. True faith understands not only that God exists, but that He rewards us according to the intensity of our pursuit of Him. God chooses us reveal their faith by the way they run. Men and women of faith cannot be distracted or detoured from their objective because they firmly believe that God is going to reward their pursuit. And they are right. Racial violence begins in the secret place. It all starts with how you apply yourself to the disciplines of prayer through adoration, gazing, Fasting, reading, study, meditation, listening, absorption of truth. This is where violence starts. I say absorption of truth rather than memorization because it's possible to memorize scripture without it ever penetrating your spirit, changing your lifestyle, and becoming integrated into the language of your dialogue with God and man. One of the most violent things you will ever do is wrestle down all the competing elements in your calendar and consistently carve out the time to shut yourself into the secret place. In the busy seasons it can seem as though a thousand other voices are glamouring for your attention. Which voice will rule? The voice of incomplete task or the gentle voice that beckons you to the secret place? It will also require violence to provide your body with sufficient rest so that when you get to the secret place, you are not constantly falling asleep. This is the violence we exercise the evening before so that the next morning is secured. Everybody has his own turn at falling asleep when alone with God. That's part of our humanity and God understands it. However, the man of violence and wisdom will enact whatever measures are necessary to be alert and engaged on a regular basis anywhere, any place, and any time. It is easy to confuse natural zeal with spiritual values. Some people display incredible zeal for God in the way they worship or share their faith or attend Bible studies. But if it's a natural zeal, it's a zeal that lasts only as long as others are watching. When that person is alone with God, the zeal fizzles and the intense level of activity suddenly collapse. Natural zeal must be exchanged for the true spiritual fervency. A zeal that is energized by an inward holy fire that burns even when no one is looking. God has given us one discipline, which is an extraordinary gift. A powerful tool designed by God to intensify the violence of our person. I'm speaking of fasting. Fasting when combined with prayer is one of the most direct and efficient ways to accelerate the pace of your race. Especially if you are feeling a little sluggish in your spirit. What an awesome little gift this fasting thing is. Is probably one of the most underrated, underemployed, misunderstood gifts of grace. There's no spiritual merit in fasting. It doesn't earn extra points with God, but it does tenderize, tenderize your spirit, sensitize your hearing, and accelerate the pace of divine flow in and through your life. For those committed to exploring spiritual violence fastens a true friend. Solomon wrote, seek wisdom as the silver and search for it. As for hidden treasures. It stores up some wisdom for the upright, Proverbs 2 4 and 7. The imagery portrays godly wisdom as hidden treasure, stored up deep within a mountain. And to gain this treasure you must go mining fiercely for it. Furthermore, the scripture says he gives wisdom to the wise. Daniel 2 21. It's not the foolish who get wisdom of the wise. The wise get more wisdom added to their life because they are smart enough to seek God fervently. Jesus doesn't respond to all believers alike. He responds differently to those who seek Him more diligently. We see this in the way He handled the twelve. Peter, James, and John were invited into some of Jesus' most intimate and awesome moments. While the other disciples were not included, the difference, I believe, is that the others held back somewhat in their hearts toward the Lord. While Peter, James, and John pursued Jesus harder, some of the disciples doubted Jesus, even after the resurrection. Matthew 28 12, And that reservation of spirit robbed them of the greatest level of intimacy Those who had more were giving more I'm writing these things, dear friends To inspire you toward your Lord Run after him Seek him with all your heart As you seek him harder He will draw you closer than ever before Jesus didn't favor Peter, James and John Because of their personalities of great Or great gift Gift mix He favored them because they favored him the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to Him. 2 Chronicles 16 9. The Lord is not a respecter of persons. He rewards equally all those who seek Him fervently, which is why some don't enter into much in God. As He looks upon the moderate zeal with which they seek Him, if He were to give them the power and the glory they requested, He would be violating all those who have sought Him with so much more intensity. 1 Corinthians 9.24 reveals that we run our race in the presence of others' sins. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. God honors our race as compared to how others have run throughout such history. This is the principle of 2 Corinthians 8.8. 8. Friends, we have some serious competition here. I do not mean that we compare our attainment with other to with one another in a kind of way, but I mean that we allow the swiftness of our runners, of other runners, to inspire us towards greater pursuits in God. I get inspired when I read the stories of great Christian runners of history. I also stirred in my spirit when I read the story of how Francis Assisi pursued God in his early 20s. One of his companions tells the story of how Francis crawled out of bed after he thought his companion was asleep. He knelt on the floor and for the better part of the night prayed one single sentence, my God. And my own, and he caught a little bit of sleep and awoke with the others, such an intense place. I once read of a Chinese prisoner who fasted for seven, six days from both food and water, praying for the salvation of his fellow prisoners, who abused him the entire time. At the end of the seven, six days, he arose in supernatural strength and authority, preached to his cellmates, and all of, all 15 of them repented on the spot. Ahead of some Chinese believers who were together on a 21-day fast because they hadn't seen anyone raised from death in three weeks, and they thought something was wrong. And the story go on, goes on, go on and on. As you read the following, which is a page from John Wesley's diary, you will see a man who allowed nothing to daunt his pursuit of the high calling of God. Sunday morning, May 5th, preached in St. Anne's, was asked not to come back anymore. Sunday Sunday p.m. May 5th. Preached at St. John's. Deacon said, get out and stay out. Sunday a.m. May 12th. Preached at St. Jude's, Can't go back there either. Sunday p.m. May 12th. Preacher St. some judges kicked out again. Sunday a.m. May 19th. Preacher sent somebody else. Deacon called special meeting and said I couldn't return. Sunday p.m., May 19, preached on the street, kicked off the street. Sunday a.m., May 26, preached in middle, chased out of middle as bull was turned loose during the service. Sunday a.m., June 2nd, preached out at the edge of town, kicked off the highway. Sunday p.m., June 2nd, afternoon service, preached in a a pasture. 10,000 people came to hear me. Go after God. No one else can hinder your race. It doesn't matter how other people might not recognize your ministry. Pursue God. Choirs of saints are sharing you from heaven. We finish the course by God's grace. They are crying. You can too. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, and the sin so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the reins that is set before us. Hebrews 12, 1 including the secret of violence, I add this comment. The secret place is a place in the realm of the Spirit where we are in continual communion with the Holy Spirit of the living God, where we shut out the noise and tune in to its frequency. It is a con- consciousness of continuous connectedness to our Heavenly Father anywhere, any any anytime. It transcends time and space. It knows no boundaries, for in Him we live, we move, and we have our being. Our human spirit is neatly joined with the spirit of our Heavenly Father, for there is no longer any wall of petition between us and Him. The only separating line is our level of belief in this awesome reality and how we tap into this consciousness to the instrumentality of our faith. Acts seventeen twenty-eight, Ephesians 218, John fourteen twenty-three. Monday, Ogwe, Jo, Ogwe. Now, let's read the account of the vision prophetic experience in the courtroom of heaven concerning the final harvest in the age of grace judgment, the midnight hour the need for your readiness. The vision resonates with the visions we have been receiving at Atakada lately concerning the midnight hour and it is imperative we pay attention and take this reaction as advised. I had a vision. This is by Dr. Maurice Sinclair. I had a vision, prophetic experience, as I was eating lunch recently. Suddenly a portal opened in the spirit room and my angel said to me you are summoned to come to the courtroom of heaven you are to record the case being tried now so that's God's people so that God's people we know the lateness of the hour you must warn them so that the bride may awaken and take heed the time is short I was escorted by escorted by two angels to a seat on the left side down front of the supreme courtroom there were many hundreds of angels and saints already seated before the bench I was surprised how much it looked like our Supreme Court room in America, except it was much larger. It looked much like a giant arena with thousands of seats ascending up as far as I could see. There were five big leather lawyer like chairs with wings on each side in front, in the front row. They reminded me very much of the kind of chairs my father always sat in behind his desk at his law firm years ago there were gold embossed embossed cards on them that said recorder on all five of these chairs i must have been the first to arrive and i was ushered into the one closest to the bench i sat down and sunk into this really comfortable chair and was handed a pen and a small scroll. i was curious as i looked at it for it looked really old-fashioned the pen was a feather quill with an old-fashioned nib like a fountain pen at the bottom to write with. The part was a scroll that was made out of parchment. It would open automatically as you wrote upon it when you got, a button, got to the bottom of the page. It was kind of like an iPad that looked like a small Torah scroll at the same time. The angel showed me how it worked. It was extremely easy to hold and write on. When I would start to write, it would write whatever I thought of in perfect calligraphy script as fast as I thought it. The nib needed to just fly over the parchment with ease in my hand. It would write whatever the angel put into my mind from what I saw and heard to record. And then would describe perfectly any other information the Holy Spirit deemed important in an instant as it happened. It was the easiest thing i ever written it seemed to do all the work without my thinking or trying i think this must be heaven's way of court legal stenography most amazing of all i was writing in hebrew and i hardly knew the language at all but somehow i understood and taught influent hebrew during this vision i cannot offer any explanation for this at all the angel said You are one of the five prophetic recorders that have been summoned from earth to chronicle and witness this trial soon to begin. Just as the pen flow over the parchment and it will be a witness to the proceedings, then you will sign it and when it is finished, it will be added to eternal ledger of legal proceedings. Soon, the other four recorders were seated and shown how to write as I was. I recognized one of them as a current prophet on earth. He was the only other from the Western world. I cannot speak of whom it was at this time, and the other two of them were not known to me. We were all different races from different regions of the earth. One was a Chinese woman of great age who just glowed with the wisdom and the love of God, who was dressed in black robes with red border sashes on the sides and the sleeves. <clears throat> the other prophet recorder was a lady from Africa who had a headdress that wrapped around her head, which flashed rays of light wherever she moved. She spoke and wrote in English, I believe. The fifth was a man from South Africa, South America. I was giving a yamoka of golden color. It had 12 ruby stones around it. God called me to wear yamoka whenever I minister on it, so I wasn't surprised that I had one to wear here. When the angel put it on my head, I could feel the weight of it, like it was made out of actual metal gold, even though it felt soft to the touch, like silk. Everyone finally assembled, and a great and beautiful angel who presided over the courtroom named Justice stood up. She seemed to tower over us and was about 20 feet tall. Then angels appeared with long trumpets on either side of the courtroom and sounded a fanfare. That ended with a blast. The angel justice then shouted with a very loud was soprano voice, "All rise! And the Honorable Ancient of the age, the Judge of all creation, the King of the Ages, the Most High Lord Almighty, is present and presiding. We all stood up exactly at the same time in unison. and the most awesome sound of praise and worship filled the atmosphere as we all began to praise His glorious majesty together. I've never experienced such a sense of awe as the fear of the Lord filled the court. It was only then that I could just make out who was seated behind, behind the holy bar. There were not nine judges but twelve. God the Father sat in the middle with six of the Supreme Court judges on both sides of him. As I somehow knew he was the final deciding vote in every decision. After our praises finished, the angel justice who I now saw was a lady, and not a male angel. Shouted, "Be seated!" The high court is now in session. She was standing just in front of this throne. She had a golden gavel and struck a giant crystalline base with it. There was a great thunderclap and, and lightning flashing out, flashed out from the gavel base and flew across the room in all directions. It was only then that I could see the judges behind the bench. The only person I could not see the face of was the father, but I could see the throne he sat, he sat upon and the outline of his face. He seemed to be clothed in a white, blinding light as well. <clears throat> he had a black rope on both, on, but had every color of the rainbow flashing off it. If he moved even slightly, lightning bolts would fly all over the room out of his head, his hands, and his feet. The other judges to the Father's right hand were Enoch, Father Abraham, Moses the lawgiver, David the king, Elijah the prophet, and Daniel. On the Father's left hand were John the Baptist, Peter, James, John, Andrew, and Paul the apostle. I do not know whether these were the permanent judges of the Supreme Court of Heaven or not, but these were the ones seated for this case. They all were also dressed in this black, iridescent Judge robes, There were stunning crowns of glory on each of their heads, and they were holding gold scepters in their right hands. The father in the middle on the throne of judgment held the biggest scepter, and had many crowns suspended over his head, that shot lightnings out of them in every direction. I could not look upon them or his face, because it was so bright it was like looking into the noonday sun. I was giving one glimpse at him when he first came into the courtroom. There was a rainbow that would appear that encircled him above and below that I saw a few times during this vision. I could not endure looking at him for more than a split second before I had to avert my eyes, for the white blazing brightness was too intense. All the judges behind a great bar were emanating great light that was also nearly blinding. This is the closest I can describe them. And the case was red before all present by Lady Justice the Angel. She spoke. This is the summary of the case brought before the Supreme Court of Heaven today. The timing of the final judgment of the day of the Lord must be decided. The accuser, Satan, is persecuting, declaring that the time of Adam's lease is over and he must be allowed to take ownership of the earth for a time, in times and half a time, as written in the Holy Scriptures. Representing the Holy Defense is the Lord Yeshua, Jesus, and Messiah, the Lamb of God. At this, Yeshua himself stood up at the defense table as the Advocate General of the Bride of Messiah on earth He was representing the holy saints of God still alive in their bodies on earth. When he stood up at the left table, everyone bowed and worshipped, except except those at the persecution table to the right. There was a very handsome man who just sat stone-faced with several other princes at the persecution table. They did not move. The head man sneered when they worship Yeshua. Representing the agenda of the fallen Lucifer, now called Satan, is himself the accuser, liar, and deceiver. He, Satan, at this, the handsome prince with the evil smirk stood up. No one moved. There was silence in the courtroom for about a minute. Then the justice spoke again. You may sit down now. Finally, he did so. With another snaring grunt. I marveled that he seemed human and actually very attractive to look at, although there was no heavenly light in him or around him. The persecution may proceed, Lady Joseph proclaimed. At that, this man stood up. He was robed in a black suit that had a long cape of crimson red that followed behind him. He had gold epaulets on his shoulders that were built into his cape. He was very articulate and extremely haughty. I got sick to my stomach as he spoke. He walked back and forth in front of the courtroom in long strides with his nose in the air. It reminded me of a painting of what Napoleon looked like, except this man was much taller than Napoleon. He began his long diatribe of accusation against fallen man. He seemed to know the Bible very well, starting from Adam and Eve. He began accusing God of failing mankind in every generation. He started with this stipulation. Adam was given exactly 6,000 years to rule the earth. He gave that lease to me, and I own it. I have a right to rule over every man, woman, and child who are mine by Adam's free choice. The time is up. And I now demand to be given to me the government of mankind through whom you call the son of perdition. I call him my son of mine. I have the scriptural right to take control of the earth for seven years. Give it to me now. Then he sat down again. For about a minute or so, there was complete silence. The Justice then spoke again. The defense may proceed. Yeshua then arose from the defense table. He wore a white robe with a blue trim and red six sleeves with a bottom border and neck border of thread. He wore a small diadem of solid diamond asset crown. Once again, when he stood up, everyone bowed their heads before him in worship except those at the prosecution table. He said, in summary, as a true son of man, I have taken the death penalty for every generation of fallen man, including those in this harvest generation. I also stripped Satan of his authority over the Church of the Living God. His gates can no longer prevail against her. Through the intercession of my many holy bride on earth, the overcoming Church of the Living God, there has been granted a pulse by this court to allow for the fullness of the harvest to come in during the last appearing on this matter in 2015, three years ago in earth's time. For I spoke on earth as it is written. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, and in the end shall come. I, by the torch of the prayers and intercession of the bride, documented here in this scroll, he handed the scroll to the Father, and another copy of it to Satan's persecution table. I petitioned the court for another measure of time for the end-time church to finish and fulfill the promise to my people, as it is written that none shall perish, but all who are truly mine had the opportunity to hear the good news of the gospel and to be saved from petition. As was we speaking, Satan, the handsome man, lawyer, was busy reading the scroll feverishly to see if there truly was enough intercession to stop its immediate season of the earth, And for the stipulation, tribulation to begin, he was consulting his other diabolical lawyers about it. Foul language was coming out of his mouth, along with hissing and accusing his right, accusing his right-hand man, saying, "You told me that he had destroyed the prayers of the church. The great awakening had been thwarted." Yeshua continued, "As you can see, my faithful bridal remnant has kept the faith, enduring the evil and continuing to overcome." The blood of the martyrs has proven their faithfulness look at china look at the middle east look at africa look at indonesia look at south america look at the islands of the sea look at my persecuted bride in all nations even america has held though all of hell has been thrown against her. the facts speak for themselves i have the authority to request for another extension of time the defense petition the court for another the defense petitions the court for another extension of time in the grace that i have purchased by my blood on the cross also i petition the court to look into the scrolls of the healing councils written before the foundation of the earth regarding the mysteries of the harvest of the end days this satan has no knowledge of as they were never shown to him is written there as well as in the hidden revelation of scripture that the tribulation beginning the kingdom age must begin only after all of my bride that are ordained to eternal life are saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. This information can also be found in the scroll given by my hand to the court for eternal record. The evidence written in this scroll fully confirms and documents our holy and righteous claim, though millions shall come to me and be saved in the tribulation to come. My holy pride must all be prepared now. Then there came a time of silence. Nobody moved. The judges on the bench were studying the scroll. Somehow it had multiplied into 13 scrolls. All of the judges, including the father, read through the scroll. I got to get one glance at the writing. It was written in red. It was written in the blood of Yeshua. I was told that by this uh, chronicling angel that was helping me to write amazingly. Right. Amazingly, as I wrote about this, the ink coming out of my pen became blood red as well for the duration of the description of it, and it turned back to black ink again. After some deliberation, there was a vote. Every judge voted in favor of the saints to extend another time period of grace. I cannot disclose how long it is at this time. Finally, the Father, the great judge of all the earth, spoke, he said. On the basis of the evidence presented by the defense, I decree that the persecution has failed to bring a closer to the final days of grace on earth. An extension of time has been granted to the saints of the overcoming bridal remnant church. Nevertheless, the betting pains and judgment on the earth will not be stopped. Satan has the authority to rule over the tires of the earth, the wicked one, the wicked in darkness, by their willing consent, according to the tenets of free will given to Adam's race at the beginning of creation. But the tars and the wheat have grown up and are now ready to be harvested. Therefore, the bedpangs of judgment shall increase. Those that will abide with me in the secret place I will provide for and protect. Those that do not are in more and more peril with each passing day. Lord, I have granted this. The final day of the Lord has indeed come, and the persecution, persecution is correct. The time of grace upon the earth is nearly over warn my children, this is the midnight hour, watch and pray that you can stand in the evil day and overcome. I am answering the prayers of my kingdom coming to the earth. You shall come first in the fire of my holy Jordan, but, but it shall also come in the great awakening that I have promised of revival and outpouring. The time of my wrath is soon to engulf the earth, but in it I will remember mercy. Many millions of souls shall be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Then the angel Lady Justice came forward and was blindfolded. She raised a large, old-fashioned scale in her hands above her head. Into one of the bowls, a presiding angel poured a black sand-like powder from a brass arm. This tipped the scale to all the all, scale to all the way at the bottom as far as it could descend. This. Represented the accumulated sin, rebellion of all of mankind, as well as the failures of the church in this generation. Into the other bowl, a presiding angel dressed in a golden robe poured a white sand-like powder, from a porcelain white urn, that represented the prayers and intercession and obedience of the overcoming church in generation past, as well as the brighter company of our generation. This will allows for evil to be restrained. I was really alarmed because it looked so small at first compared to the amount of black powder in the other bowl but the angel kept pouring and suddenly the holy justice scale began to balance out then it was even as we all watched the scale suddenly shifted the white bowl went down and the black bowl came up then there were mighty shouts of praise and victory in the courtroom that the father raised his golden sceptre in his left hand and slammed his gavel down accompanied by the thunderclap and lightning flashing everywhere with bursts of rainbow colors shouting through the courtroom and said, the time of grace shall be extended as petitioned by the bride of Messiah for a little longer. More length of time was being granted to finish the final harvest in the age of grace. Note I have condensed what was spoken in the trial into this brief summary. And forbidden to share any more, though much more was spoken, you can eventually go to the library of Lego, proceeding in heaven to assess the entire transcript of course. You will probably have to wait for this access to when you arrive there unless granted by the Lord true revelation by the Holy Spirit Amen and I was told to sign the recording scroll I had written. The other four prophet records also signed their scores and is that their scores were written in different ethnic languages. The most visible was in Chinese. Then the vision ended and I immediately went to my computer and typed what I saw and heard. Daily beloved bride of Messiah, we must labor now while it is light. Soon it will be night where we cannot labor in the harvest field of the earth any longer. People, get ready. Jesus is coming. It is from Dr. Maurice H. Sclair. I said, uh, SclerMinistries.com, And then about Morris. Dr. Morris Sinclair was born in New Orleans, Louisiana to a Russian Jewish family with a rich musical heritage. At age four, he began playing the violin. He won numerous awards from the age of nine and left home to study violin with Friedel Lack in Houston, Texas. When he was only thirteen, when he was only thirteen, he attended Middle Mount Summer Music School, Evangelion Strings Camp, for seven consecutive years from the age of thirteen to nineteen. Accepted at the Uh, Gouillard School of Music in New York City at the age of 15. Morris subsequently won a scholarship to attend the prestigious Curtis Institute of Music at the age of 16, where he studied with the great violin teacher, Ivan Galamian. In 1984, he was accepted as a scholarship student with the renowned violin uh, pedagogue, Dorothy DeLay. While attending the Aspen Colorado Music Fe- Festival from 1984 to 1986, Mr. Leigh invited Maurice to return to Julia to conclude his professional studies. From 1985 to 1989, he worked with her in preparation for a major solo career in classical music. In 1986, Maurice won the Coveted Young Convert Artists' Concert Artists' International Auditions. In 1987, he debuted in the YCA series in New York at the 92nd Street Y in Washington, D.C. at Kennedy Center. In 1990, Murray was chosen by Musical America as one of the top 10 young artists of the year. For over 13 years, he was artist in residence and professor of violin at Oral Roberts University. From 1990 to 1991, he was associate concertmaster of the Tulsa Philharmonic Orchestra. In 1997, he was awarded a doctorate of ministry. Dr. Maurice Sinclair has appeared as soloist with many orchestras and he continues to perform concerts across country and abroad. Maurice currently lives in California with his wife, Devora. Prayer. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the privilege we have to gain access to your presence 24-7. Thank you for reminding us again to chase after you, and more, than, more, th- you more than our necessary food. We make commitment today to do so. As we have committed, we ask that you release your grace upon us to run the race with vigor in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we declare that we are ready and we continue to prepare others that come our way to be ready as well. We receive grace to spend time with you in the secret place anywhere, any place, any time, so that we will reflect your glory to a dying and decaying world. In Jesus' name, amen. Now experience all around success this week and beyond as you are led by your closest friend, the Holy Spirit. Remember, we are one in Christ Jesus. Only in unity we have lasting and far reaching impact. So engage. Ephesians 4, 4, 6, Amplified Bible Classic Edition. There is one body and one spirit. Because so there is also one hope that belongs to the calling you receive. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all. Who is above all, sovereign over all. Providing all and living in us all. You can secure answers to questions on the Holy Spirit and salvation via the, the links on the website and the content guide for 2020. Also, you'll find uh, books on Otakada by doing a search Monday. Uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause His countenance to shine brightly upon you and give you peace, give you joy. May He cause you to be ready and all that are connected with you. And they will go out to prepare others for the great harvest that is about to come. In the name of Jesus Christ, I declare, let the Spirit of the living God hover over the four winds of the earth even right now. And let hearts be prepared. Let hearts be stirred. Let hearts come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.